Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, guys. We're doing... Welcome to, uh, yeah, episode 52 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, the first one of 2021. Really excited to do this. We had a two-week break, was it? Kind of like 10 days or something. Like 10 days or something, right? And you, you brought the goods... This is the beer that we. Guy. This is the beer that we keep trying to get to sponsor us. Zöttler beer, gold, best beer in Germany. <laughs> so cheers to that. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> and yeah, we did. Um, we tried. We we tried something new today. We got a camera rolling. That's right. Um, so probably afterwards we're gonna have some clips out of it. We built ourselves a cozy little kind of YouTuber <laughs> studio situation. This here. is this is perhaps the. Uh, this is perhaps the coziest I've ever felt in your in your living room. I like how I like when things become sort of like an enclosed pocket. No. You know, when you have like a warm sofa and there's like blankets and like this pillows pushing in and like, you know, there's like things above me. It's really nice. But I I've always really liked the guitar collection and now I see these new lights and I think it's a good way to start the whole thing. Sure actually. thing. Um but I was, you know, what I was asking you what you did for New Year. So you and you and Tony went to uh Freiburg, see, is that right? Yes, sir. So, what do you, what do you guys do there? Like, what's your new year look like? Um, it was super awesome, and it's probably one of the, uh, one of the most privileged ways to spend New Year's Eve during Corona and having those restrictions. Like for people who don't live in Germany, mm -hmm. we are in a sort of lockdown still, and there's this restriction that nobody must leave their house strictly after nine p.m. Right. But um, my very best friend, or I, I know we, we call each other brothers, but beyond that, I don't know, slang way. Mm -hmm. um, he's not my, my, my actual brother, but he has lived with my family for a long time. And his girlfriend, they have a, a house around uh, Freibergsee, which they use, usually rent out for tourists. Right. And since there are no tourists because of Corona, they invited us, so my girlfriend and me, to come and celebrate um with them there in one of the empty apartments and so we That's were so still cool. we were still kind of <laughs> quotation marks legal because we were two households yeah and had the privilege because if you go out of their backyard mm -hmm. you have this amazing view over all Oberstdorf and that was super nice and I really really enjoyed it yeah what, that's really what about cool. your new years it was similar in the way that we like we had a small group um, it was me, Ify, and a couple of friends who flew in from, from Lisbon. So they, what they had done is they took a test on the way out of Lisbon, I think, or once they, once they, in, no, no, no. Once they entered Germany, they had to take a test and then they had to quarantine and then everything was cool. For how long? Because I heard that changed. I think it wasn't 10 days. Okay. I think it was less, but less I know. Less than 10 days. Okay. Or maybe it was, maybe it was 10 days. I know that they basically just, they took this test when they arrived in Germany and then they went to, um, so they're a married couple and they went to one of their, the, the mother that lives in Germany. And I think they got the results back. Everything was cool. So they stayed like quarantined with the family. And then we had stayed with her family for, I don't know, like they, she went down, I think on December 18th. And then I went down on December 20th or 21st. And then we stay there together. So we, so they had only been with like their family tightly knit and we had only been with, with our family tightly knit. And then 
basically once um once new year came we we had this plan originally to drive us four together to this apartment that her parents have in Bodensee. Have you ever been there before? No, that, I've that, talked about it before, though. You talked about it before, and I've now that I've been at that um, apartment, but obviously I know the Bodensee, and I've been there yeah. several times. It's super nice. It's super nice. But the thing is, it's actually better in the summer because the, the, the apartment, actual, the way it's placed, like it's right on the water. Yeah. It's right on the water. So when you when you sit there, you know the 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 windows. Look, it's on the top floor, and the windows look out. You can see like the 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 waves, not like big waves, but just the lake waves kind of moving and. You can see really far. You can see Switzerland, and over there you can see like that. You can actually see a mountain in Oberstdorf from where yeah. we are in the window. Oh, you can okay. see like if it's really clear, you can be like, yeah. "That's a mountain in Oberstdorf." Her dad knows the name of it, but I don't. So remember. for people that you don't know, um, Bodensee or its English name, Lake Constance, it is right. um, the yeah, the, right. the biggest Constance. lake of Germany, and it's but it's also in between Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And all three countries have access to it. I wonder if and you. I wonder if you committed like a heinous crime, and you drove a boat out to the middle of it. If you'd be like an uncharted water, technically, there is something like that, and there have have been cases of people who, I don't know, I don't know if it was a demonstration or some form of happening, but mm-hmm. basically, people organized an event, and the the local like um, officials didn't allow it mm-hmm. and so they just went out on a boat and did it on the lake and then there was this 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 big lawsuit about it whether they were still on german territory or not etc i think that's super interesting yeah so it, it, they basically so it's it is not that big it's not a, not a not a, a huge lake like like i don't know lakes maybe maybe you know from the states yeah it it's is, not like it, enormous it, yeah it is still big but it is big. But it, yeah, it's not huge, but people still treat it like like they're some even call it their little sea. Which is crazy. Yeah. To think of it any like the thing is But people are not, not used to, 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 to that big lakes here. In Germany. Yeah. But there are some. I mean there's there like There are some, but none of none Tegensee of those and Amazee. Yeah, but they're still not that huge. Tegensee is pretty small, right? It's not that big. Yeah, Amersee is bigger. Yeah. And I even think Steinberg is bigger. Those are super nice lakes, but it's not yeah. like I don't know these 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 huge lakes, you know, from from northern states in the U.S. and Canada, etc., or yeah. somewhere more in in in, in Eastern Europe, etc. Mm-hmm. Do so, you th- do you think people in Bavaria like flock more to like are there more lake people like because I feel like in the summer I only hear about people who are just like flocking to lakes or do you think do you think it's more people who are who are really trying to get to the mountains in the winter time, like lake time, or do you think it's the same people and it's the same amount of people? I think it's, if I get you right here, I think it's the same people. Um, just like the outdoorsy people, right? I guess it's just yeah, 40 people. I, I think it's more, 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 yeah, more of the same people because um, the really nice, clear lakes are not that far away from the mountain. So those are basically people who go to like, I don't know, Stambergersee, Tegernsee in the summer. Right. Are the same people who are going for, for skiing, et cetera, in the winter. <clears throat> yeah. And I even felt that. I, I'm sh- I'm, I know that I, I, I cannot speak for, for, for everyone from other situations there, but um, I've been to, to Berlin and Hamburg and in the summer and realized there, okay, it is not such a 
big of a thing that people go out on lakes if, when it's hot. Like in Munich, yeah. you have people jumping into the, the, the river, the Isar. Yeah. But also people like, hey, it's Saturday, super hot. Let's just take t take a car and go go for for Steinberger See or yeah. I don't know. Me living in the in, in Western Munich, out here like five kilo kilometers away, there's a a few super nice and beautiful lakes. Mm -hmm. You just go out for a swim, hang out there on the kind of beach, yeah, marks, etc. So I think it is more of a southern Germany thing. Mm -hmm. Are the are the lakes? in this area closer to you than the Isar is the river yeah mm, no or is it just like you just prefer that more because it's a bit more excluded yeah it's uh, if you if you if you bring it down to i don't know kilometers or something it's probably this it's not that nearer but um the way there is is easier because i don't have to go through the through inner city But it's just mm -hmm. like, I don't know, small roads because not that far away from here. Like there's really this moment, like it's, I don't know, two kilometers from here where the city ends kind of mm -hmm. like really the last houses. And then there's fields and what comes out there <clears throat> is like Paulana boy. They have their right, big, yeah. big kind of, kind of uh, brewery there, but the city ends there and you, you, you ride with a bike or with my scooter until then. And then like two four or five kilometers more. Right. So the way there is pretty easy. And the okay. lakes are super nice. We have to go there sometime. I've never been out next there. Next summer after recording. Yeah, I've never gone out there, I think, at all. I was just, um, yeah, I've only, I, mostly I just go to the river in the summer. But, man, I'm super off topic with this story. But basically, like, <laughs> we were supposed to go to, to this Lake Constance. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt... I don't know, we had some stress at, at, like, you know, there's always like some stress with family during Christmas. And we just thought like, you know, what's easier. What makes more sense is that they're actually, they were actually in Oberstdorf too. They were in the same town. Ah, okay. So it just made so much more sense to go to this other apartment. And to like, stay within Oberstdorf. Yeah. It just made more, it was just easier to do that. So basically there's this other apartment building that was rentable, uh, maybe like two minutes drive from, from where we were up this, like oh, up higher in the mountain. And oh my God, man, the view is super beautiful up there. You've been up there before for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's super, super, super nice at the Marine Hof. It's um, these gorgeous mountains all around you and you can see down into the, into the town. I mean, there's just like hundreds of endless hiking trails and stuff. And we went on some walks, but it was more, it's more relaxed. But basically, yeah, we just went up, We four met there and had breakfast like the morning of the 31st. And then we spent the whole day there. And uh, I think we played a lot of Nintendo Switch, like, <laughs> a lot of Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. And then like, I don't know, five o'clock or six o'clock, we started drinking and then we started cooking. And what was kind of weird, but cool was the dinner choice because like the guys who were visiting us, um, they're really into cooking and they're really into trying new things and, and kind of branching out into the styles and stuff. And I've never had a Thai fondue for a holiday meal. I've only ever like, I've gone out to like a Thai restaurant or something and like tried it or okay. had someone be like, okay guys, I'm going to host a dinner 
and I'm going to try something really special. special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, Thai fondue. What do yeah, you know? But this was like, let's do Thai fondue for bring New the, Year. Better bring the good wine there. Yeah, yeah. So like, this was the Thai fondue for New Year, and for me, that was super unexpected and and kind of strange, but also kind of cool. And I mean, the fish was great, and the sauce was great, and drank a lot of white wine and red wine and delicious Sutla beer, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then. And then the cool thing was, so it wasn't a crazy night. We, I want to ask you how yours was too, but basically we got to right around like two minutes before whatever. No, 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 sorry. Like 20 minutes before we watched this video that I want to talk about. Okay. This video that you must know, and I think it's kind of crazy how popular it is in Germany and nowhere else. But the video that everyone plays on New Year, which is the Cheerio Miss Sophie, like the dinner for one. Dinner for one. Dude, can we talk <laughs> about dinner for one? Do you know, I, I, I wrote down in the, the podcast description of my, of my Winter Sports podcast because we covered the traditional New Year's jumping, as it's called, like the ski jumping event um, on 1st of January. Mm-hmm. You know, when the ski jumping is in Oberstdorf few days after Christmas, like it's this tournament for for stations, like for yeah. For, I watched Carl Geiger this year exactly, and um, and I Carl Geiger and I made the joke that um, <laughs> between December thirtieth and New Year's, um, the RD, this big public um, TV station, Germany is only allowed to play two things or to air two things live. Dinner for one and ski jumping. Wait, was that true? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay, I was like, but, wow. Um, but yes. it feels like that because they play it on like because are they? They have like so many sub channels, like the Bavarian mm-hmm. one, the one for Northern Germany, etc. Yeah, and um, ones more focused on, on cultural topics, etc. Yeah, and like each of those fifteen substations played it at another time, and on social media they released a schedule on where to watch the same little short movie it's like 12 minutes or something the same 12 minutes over and over again and there really was this this kind of there, there wasn't a gap between like in the afternoon from four on until late after midnight you would find one um one channel playing one channel playing movie. it at any time why is this okay for those okay so I'm guessing that anyone who's not German who's listening to the show will not know what this is because I had no idea what this was. And I really don't get why it's such a tr- traditional thing here. It's an English sketch play. Yeah. It's like a cheap, it's a really cheap one too. It's like not some big production. It's like from the, I'd say the early 50s. Something like that. Maybe yeah. early 60s. No, it must be. Like yeah, 58, early, early, 50, early 50s, something like that. It's really old black and white. I cannot on online find a decent quality version of it, but we have to link that in the show. Notes. Oh my God, man, this is so crazy. So it's, it's like 12 minutes long and it's, I mean, it is really funny. It's, it's so, it's such a simple concept. It's like a really well-written, um, like college sketch. It's like an improv sketch, not improv, but like a sketch comedy sort of bit that they just practiced a lot, like a play. Basically, it's one set. It's one location. It's this dinner table at this rich old lady's house. She's blind. And she's having this, like, traditional... I think she's blind, isn't she? She's not... That, that, she can't that, see so well. That, that, is, that is this, this thing where where people, I think, to this day, argue about if whether she is... Because the, the plot goes like, um, she has dinner 
and she the 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 tables decorated for like I don't know six people or something, like all those yeah. British gentlemen that used to come and visit her every year. Yeah, and she's very very old, and the 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 the, the second role is her butler, James. Yeah, just and the two people, the, exactly. the lady and the butler, yeah. and. It seems like so all of those people don't live anymore or at least don't come anymore to hers for 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 New Year's. And but they, they keep up the tradition and so the butler plays every of those fictional gentlemen's roles. Yeah. Um and as far as I know, people still have debates about whether the this old woman is blind or she she or her guests used to be guests and are all dead now and she still kind of plays this see i thought i thought it's kind of both like i think i thought in my head like she's she's blind but she kind of likes imagining that they're still yeah. around yeah and that she at the end you know that she knows that it's him no. but for the first few rounds you don't know for sure yeah. i think that's kind of cool but basically like yeah he goes around there's, I think there's two seats on the left side of the table and there's two seats on the right side of the table. And each one is like, yeah, like you said, like a soldier or a general from like a different army or whatever. And they all have their own kind of greeting to her, like a cheers. So each round. And their own own drinks. And their own drinks, right. So like, you know, they do like appetizer with like, they do like a soup with vermouth. Yeah. They do a fish, white wine with the fish. <laughs> and then they do uh, like a chicken with red wine or something like that. And then they have a fruit dessert with like a sherry. Yeah. And they do, all of them drink the glass. So, of course, he's drinking four rounds of alcohol every single time he does it. And then at the end, uh, and like the main gimmick, the thing that makes it funny is the catch line, which is that every single time that yeah. she says, like, uh, let's say like the second one, she's like, uh, white wine with a fish? Yes, James. And, and he's like, same procedure as last year. Same procedures every year, James. And yeah. He's like, same procedures every year, yes. And yeah, then, and then he know. falls over this, this lion head on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So it's just these like repetitive, repetitive things. And his acting is so funny. Yeah. His body language and his eyes and the way he plays drunk is so funny. And at the end, of course, the whole, the, like the main punch, like the big punchline is like, she's like, I think I'll retire to bed. And then he's like, same procedure as same procedure as last year, and she's like, same procedure as every year, James. And then he's like, I'll do my very best. And he's like, winks at the camera, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but why? Why is this? I mean, it's funny. It's super funny and everything. But it's first off, it's English. It's British English. Yeah. And it's been. It's not even famous. fun fact because um, yeah. we have talked about it. It has not been a huge success. In England, anywhere in else, yeah. So like, there used to be like a, a little hype about it when the British found out that this British sketch is such a big thing in Germany. Mm -hmm. But before that, it was not. I mean, that's so crazy to me that something. I mean, it would be like, it would be like if some like, like South Korean, I don't know. Uh, cooking program was really big in like Mississippi. It yeah. just doesn't make sense why this, why this short, funny, maybe that's too dramatic of a difference, but like why this short, funny thing. And I don't know if it's because that's how Germans in a, it kind of generalizing here, like to envision uh, the, the British. Yeah. Kind of like a, 
like, you know, a bit like rich and a little pompous and like a little funny and goofy. And I don't know if it comes back from like the war or if it's just like, when did it get popular in Germany and why? I don't know, because I started to hate it at some point. Really? I guess <laughs> when you were a teenager, we're, we're, right? We're, we're back at the point where I rant about TV shows. <laughs> but This is fucking but, propaganda! But to, 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 to keep, keep you guys um, tuned here, I gotta say something positive about a Disney movie later. But, um, so? <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I watched it too. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, regarding Dinner for One, um, I'm not sure where the hype came from and why but um i find this kind of phenomenon in general super interesting and you see it with so many different things last thing i where i realized is that there is a german guy a dj like electronic music who is just a, a normal guy with a day job in germany mm -hmm. but in i'm not sure if it was thailand or something in southeastern asia one or taiwan one country i'm not sure mm -hmm. and he's like a rock star there nobody knows him here but he's a rock star there um and like the okay wait the, wait the, this uh, is the sugarman no. no no that's the africa he was like famous in africa right yeah and you have that with so many things or like cricket the sports right which came from the british and in india to the day obviously there's this history of colonial colonialism is colonialism um, <laughs> yeah they call it but it's still a big thing and that because i but i had the point there where i realized that as well a few weeks ago when i for some research i was looking at the list of the how could you say that the 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 sports men and women like the athletes yeah, athletes yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the world mm -hmm. with the highest what do you call it marketing value you could say mm -hmm. and obviously there's like football basketball players right. soccer players right but in the the top 20 they also range some names i and i guess most of the people in england and in the united states and our western world have never heard of because they play which cricket. are cricket superstars in India, right? Yeah, and yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. and this I never think about cricket. <laughs> I think I've never, I think I've only watched like clips of games. I've never even watched a whole game. Yeah, same for but me. They, but they last like days and days, right? One game lasts like a week or something. Could yeah, but I, I know too 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 little about it. Yeah, same. I have no idea. We wanted to get get a guest from India. Maybe if that works out, right? That was the last <laughs> we could, episode we talked we could, about. We right? could we could learn a little bit more about about cricket. But I really wonder. Maybe that's something we just have to research. Like why this thing came over, how it came over, and why it's such a hit. You know, to play on every on some yeah. station every twelve minutes for a whole day, every, once a year. You know. Like yeah. in, in America, we can look that these... up in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a second when we have to do a little break because that we have one issue with the camera. Our camera is going to cook and out, right? That is a that is a funny story as well right. regarding um, different losses that you just checked because the camera we get is a great camera, um, but if you are recording, if you are shooting video. Mm -hmm. It has a limitation that you can only record 30 minutes and you just looked up why or if you can change that. It's super weird, right? It's like just this just this European so it's like the Lumix GH4 and this particular type of camera is sold like I think through Panasonic and only in Europe it has this limit for 30 minutes. 
which you can technically have said seen somewhere that you can hack it but i, I don't know hijack how it, yeah. yeah it seems too complicated but um but that's like to save panasonic money somehow on the distribution in the in in the in europe and yeah because as far as i got it because they would have to to pay different taxes if they would sell camcorders as that's well, this right. is a dslr camera right and uh, so they can still like um sell it as a photo camera right um and it would be regarding taxes and stuff must just be cheaper for the export must be f more expensive to sell video cameras than photo cameras why i don't, I don't know, know why especially nowadays you know super weird yeah where everyone has a photo and video camera in their pocket I and mean, this has 4k yeah. on it you know that's so wild to me that they would do it like this but yeah i don't know i don't know it's really wild but um did you have any like I, did you did you get asked uh, on new year's if you had any resolutions for 2021 i didn't get asked and i don't i didn't get asked and i don't want to get asked <laughs> <laughs> no and i don't uh do you, do you ever play that game like do you ever have do you, do you ever like any new year did you ever say like okay this year i want to do x uh um, not really or is that more of like a I, I didn't thing? i didn't really really do that this year because it's i know i'm i'm, I'm a type of guy who would say i always have like those three or four things i want to achieve or experience over a year or maybe two or something and i mm. have those those plans and kind of try to make those things work out but i i don't i don't have plans like okay this year i really finally gonna do this or that or whatever right right right, right. so obviously like i i guess most of us i i or like like most of people i i think about hmm, okay maybe let's do a kind of restart and and work out more etc like this obviously i have this in my mind and i and it is kind of a motivational push like yeah, yeah, yeah. i also have this you, you start to work out more in january right yeah, now my, yeah. my chest hurts so bad because i <laughs> <laughs> i started too motivated yesterday nice um, nice but and it it, it gets less like with most people sure 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 um so i i have that but i never say i want to achieve x like you said do you do that is it because you don't want to set yourself up for like a goal to fail at or is it just because you're like you know what i'm doing fine i'm doing good i think that's basically that has been so like i that's what i want to say next i i i already ha so i still have already done this years before um and set those those certain goals right and it was not like that i was totally that, that i don't do it anymore because i was so disappointed because some things didn't work out like i planned or something right it's um it's more like i did this because i was not happy with certain things in my life at that point mm -hmm. and that's why i set that goal maybe to motivate myself to to change something yeah and i felt like this year um i am super confident and i'm super happy and so many good things happened to me which is such a privilege in this crisis we're living through right. as a society yeah but since I'm, i'm i'm feeling good in general there's a little a little a little here a little there you could you could you could optimize you could do better like like always mm -hmm. but in general i'm i was super happy this this year and so i i didn't have to set a kind of goal for myself because i didn't feel the need to to get myself out of something or to right you know what i mean yeah 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 
That's kind of, I mean, that's kind of nice though. And you're right. Like it's, I think that's a fine line where yes, it is privilege and yes, it is kind of a blessing, but I think you can still be just like genuinely just happy about it. You know, like you don't, I don't think you have to feel guilty that it is the way that it is. Like I feel very lucky about a lot of things too, but there's some things like with, you know, crossing into the new year and stuff where you're just like, you know what? It's okay to just be happy about it. Just like, I'm just happy that I made it to a new year and that my family made it to a new year. And that's like my real, like, I'm just really, really glad for that stuff. And I, I don't feel bad about being happy about it. Cause I think it's, I think it's, it's less about maybe like a privilege, but more of like, it's just this kind of blessing and you're just really thankful to be on the positive side of it because there's so many bad things that could have gone wrong in the last year. Like so many unlucky people across the world. Um, but I did have a resolution. Like I was talking to a friend on new year's and I was like, I think what I would really love to do is, is buy what this was just, this was just an idea from, from the working perspective, but by June, 2021 or by July, 2021 to somehow have like, double the amount of creative output that I had in the whole of 2020, you know, like, okay. Whether that comes out to, you know, writing more songs, right. Like putting down more creative ideas on paper, or if that means doing more with, uh, you know, cause we have this, I have this new radio show coming up no. in February or with this podcast, like, you know, we've already started the first episode of the year with a camera, which is really cool to give that, give that perspective on like something different, you know, trying something new Um, or just, I don't know, maybe something I haven't thought of yet. Maybe playing a new instrument or doing something with video or doing something. Maybe you should start playing the damn flute. Maybe I should start playing the damn flute. (laughs) Did you like that one? (laughs) I like that one. And that's the whole topic on its own. I definitely want to talk about because these videos doing some, some funny stuff on your social media since a while. Um, Should we take a little break here? Sure. And then get back in. All right. So here we are again. And we were talking about New Year's resolutions. (laughs) And I was trying to um, get to a point where we can talk about your TikTok. (laughs) Kind of, um, I would call it appearance <laughs> um, and the type of videos that you do is um, I call them educational okay educational, we can we can, we can talk about what you do there <laughs> in a second but is that also something you count as um, creative output that you count in your kind of um, like how, how do you want to even count that you doubled up your creative output I was trying to factor in like what what I even mean by that when I tell myself that I don't know if like because before the break, I was mentioning, like, I don't know if that's, you know, writing more songs or if that's trying to do more with the podcast or with the radio show. But I also wonder if maybe it's better to not, like, limit the specific output that it could go out of, but instead maybe be more open to letting myself create more even in outputs that aren't something I've done before. Like I was even just thinking because this even leads to the videos that you're, that you want to ask about, which is like, I never considered doing any videos like that ever. And then for some reason in like 
I don't know, August or something of last year or maybe later, I started doing them. I started, but how? I don't know. I did like, uh, let me look when I did the very first one. I did one. Um, let me see here. No. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> who didn't who didn't clear his browser history there, my friend? <laughs> I hope this is you can hear this on microphone. <laughs> Dude. Like, what's the first thing you want to hear when someone pulls out his phone? Oh, my God. When you're masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't have TikTok, (laughs) you have to know that when you open the app, it just starts playing a random video. Yeah. So this is some... Some lady. But the algorithm knows oh, you. Oh my god. So now we know that. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh my god, that's the most that's the best joke the show's ever had. Ever. <laughs> I hope the mic's picked up. This might be the podcast version of uh, Dinner for One. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Let's see. So the first one I did about anything, I think, was Runendost. Here's an example How complex. And she can be in German. For example, Oh, I, no, no, no. Oh, I remember now. Okay. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first one I did was not this uh, Ruin and Lust thing. The first one I did was, um, I remember that, oh my God, that's so funny. I remember that uh, we had a German friend stay over at our place and they stayed on our guest bed. And then the next morning we asked them um, how they slept. And our guest bed is like this fold-out sofa. So it's not like this amazing bed experience. Yeah. It's not like a hotel experience. But yeah, it's, yeah. for me, it's also... It's a decent guest bed. Yeah, it's decent. For me, it's kind of cozy. But for some people, of course, they can't get it out of their head that it's just like this dinky, you know, yeah, sofa, sofa bed. And we asked them how they slept. And they did this really typical German thing, I think. I always make fun of Ify for it, which is um, like sticking their lips out really far almost as if they're about to come off their face and they were, and they were like yeah. like the, the mark yeah. boysen kind of sound huh the mark boysen sound oh, yeah. <laughs> like this for the camera yeah like imagine like the duck bill like the duck face that girls take for instagram yeah. it's a german invention basically huh it's a german invention basically. It, totally <laughs> and i remember i saw that and in my head i was like I know what she's saying. She's saying, yeah, I slept good. But what she's really saying is like, and then I had the video, of course, yeah. is like this whole thing of like, yeah, I slept okay, but it's not my favorite kind of bed. I prefer like a normal size bed with like a real nice thing with the nice this and the nice that. Yeah. And I'm not going to complain because you were nice to host me and all this stuff. And it was just such an obvious thing that they were hiding behind this, yeah, with this like J-O-A, like, yeah. No. And, uh, and I went crazy over that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I've been observing these kinds of things in German people for five years now. I'm going to start saying something about it. And then I did that one video and it went super viral. Like, I mean, in my opinion, like, in yeah. you know, from everything I've done, this was the most popular thing. And I was like, I was like, that's crazy that this one kind of goofy complaint that I did about a German word or a German phrase 
got this much attention. So then I shared it to Instagram and the same thing happened where the attention was nice to it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just like pick another interesting thing. Yeah. And that was what really kind of kicked off like the series that it is now, which is just, you know, finding like funny or interesting or complex German words and then making like a between like a 20 and 40 second video about it and just just doing that. And for me, the funny thing is, too, is like they're not really like I think I'm a funny person, but I don't think these videos are like that funny. But for some reason, I think it's good enough content. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. No, like it's it's like it's interesting enough where some like you'll watch the 30 second thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's kind of punchy. It's like, and yeah, you, 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 you really matched what um, people want to see and expect from that type of video. Let's just call it TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, you have those categories, like, with, uh, like, like, this is in my a serial, serial output. Right. Like, it's okay, um, this is kind of a, a little TikTok show here. We got here an episode about this. But very right. short, you're, the, the, you have get the, the typical... Um, TikTok style of speaking into a camera, kind of it's camera like movement and cuts and, and yeah. cropping in, etc. and out, um, and it has a funny approach. And yeah, no matter if there's because I've, I I I experienced like you had some where you made great jokes and they really were hilarious, but all of them work because the format works. Because the format works, yeah, yeah. And they all have this funny approach, but and don't get me wrong, it's but not. Every that, single that, one of them is is, of a, is 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 something that that that, that, that makes me laugh <laughs> completely. No, of course they're not all like maybe there's yeah. maybe I've done like fourteen of them I think, yeah. and like maybe two are like pretty funny or good, yeah. and the other ones are like okay. But the crazy yeah. thing is that they all do well enough for me to keep doing them. Yeah, you know, and I think it works out because you you also you also match the. The right, the right um, peer groups there because yeah. on TikTok, young people and young Germans who are on TikTok are a gen- from a generation mostly that grew up with some English at least. Right. It has changed over the years so much what you get to learn in school, etc. Yeah. And um, it's a lot more common that people watch um, TV shows, etc. In in English, we talked about that a lot yeah. already, but um, so it's it kind of you get those people. I think that the the Germans who just like to see the the perspective, like someone with another um, linguistical background, yeah, kind of making fun of what the, what the the semantic meaning is of that of that German word, and you don't think about it. So this new perspective catches them, right? And for for non-German speakers, it's the obvious. Um, okay, what is it with that language? And here's a guy who's I don't know from the states like me and has more insight and can explain this to me. So it's right. for for English-speaking people, it's more like a, of a funny service bit. And for right. for German people, it even more has this kind of comedy approach because they're like, oh, look, making them language. laugh ab- about themselves. Yeah, that's it. Basically. And that's, that's something it. that's, I, I, I guess, pretty American. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think so. I think so. Something about it works and I, I enjoy doing them. Like, it doesn't take me that long. I think, like, you know, the, honestly. Dude, I, more people 
it's like like now it's it's in, in a way that that friends of mine or people I know come up to me and like ah the Jordan this guy who does those videos on TikTok and Instagram really? is this the same guy you do the podcast with and I'm like come on <laughs> really <laughs> yeah it's that way around now oh that's funny <laughs> you know that that's the thing too is like I I've got more people to watch those than I ever had listened to my music that's the crazy <laughs> thing man like. Uh, we thought this, you know, we, we have these goals for the show. We have, I have goals for my music. And then the, I do some video about like, I don't know, Domflute, yeah. like, which is like a fart flute or something. Yeah. And people are, people are like, is that the video guy? It's no. crazy. So that's what I mean too, with like this resolution is, you know, what kind of content have I not thought of yet that might appeal to people the same way that this is? And like, how can I maybe, I don't know, make money with it? Or how can I expand that into something else? You know, I never thought about the, you know. Or an ideal case, I could imagine like using this to to create bigger, bigger audiences and um, more popularity for your other stuff or for the content you really care about. Because that's, right. because this, this whole thing is, is a topic that annoys me a lot. Um, and it is especially weird in journalism because you, there you also always have to watch out that you work on the base of facts and you do not exaggerate just to to get more clicks or use something. So that's something difficult, but something right. journalism struggles with that the guys like in sports, yeah, when you talk about sports, nobody talks about like, I don't know, with the sports in in detail that's why i am doing this because I, I i say okay everybody's talking about soccer and those i don't know three clubs and um they they're you know there's like no real content there's like the the headline that the paparazzi has seen this soccer or football or basketball player's girlfriend with another guy at that restaurant yeah and that and that's basically it's it's no information really and it gets gets so much attention and so many people work on real content. And I mean, just like you said, the stuff you really work on is maybe stuff like this or especially your music. Yeah, yeah. Something you really care about. And I mean, yeah. in, this, in your new album, it's like, I don't know, two and a half years of work that flow in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you start to wonder, and that's why it, it, it used to annoy me because I, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm putting so much work. And that's the interesting thing about working in media. Yeah. Like the the people you reach or don't reach and how much you give about that. Yeah. And you are, you, you are, or you will always get to a point where you put so much work into something and it could be music. It could be, I don't know, a podcast or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you think like, okay, how, how this, where I gave so much yeah, uh, yeah. in, I gave so much for this and, um, and nobody cares about it. Nobody sees it. Nobody hears it. Right. And then somebody else, or like in your case, myself yeah i'm doing this super easy little thing here and there and like three hundred thousand people um seem to like that right and it and, almost seems and, unfair to yeah and one I'm problem <laughs> and one problem i think many businesses have like music industry and and media outlets is that you're you i think people tend to really fast think okay then this is the right way yeah the things that get the attention, that's the stuff we have to do mainly. Maybe yeah. musicians, like you see it with so many bands where when you have conversations about, like when we talk about Coldplay, like like we did, yeah. like guys like us are, yeah, 
the first two albums like um, Parakutes and Rush of Blood to the Head right. were, were great <clears throat> albums, but the stuff they did afterwards. Like Essence Viva La something, Viva La Vida. Yeah. Um, we just don't like, yeah, because they, they realized, okay, this type of, of songwriting works out and a lot of people like it. We can make a lot of money. That's where we go. Yeah. And you have that with, with social like media content. You have that with, with, with um, television, with radio, with podcasts, with music, um, with movies. There's, you can also transfer this to the discussion we had about Disney. Yeah. Put, putting so much effort in, in, remakes. in creating remakes instead of putting the same effort into originals yeah and and that's something that tr sometimes really fucks me up yeah I because totally only because only this one idea catches a lot of attention doesn't mean it's the only right thing to do right 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 but people are so power so money hungry that when they have something that does work they want to like squeeze it dry as much as they possibly can until the sponge is like a crispy crunchy little cracker you know no it's crazy um oh, i just had this just had this thought oh you were talking about um like putting ideas into original like putting the money and the time into original ideas what did you think of soul i the new disney if you guys have disney plus it should be on there now the new disney pixar movie. yeah ha have you seen it we just watched it last night a nice i watched it on saturday what'd you think about it i did, love did it. you watch the one before onward the one that came out before it with the two purple brothers. They were like no. these like monster looking dudes, but they were in like normal clothes. No, I've only seen this. The, okay. The movie now. And I really, really love it. That was pretty, the beginning pretty different. To the and we, we talked about it because I was, I was um, watching it with my sister. Mm -hmm. um, with, um, with who I watched all of these classic Disney movies as children. Mm -hmm. And she was the complete opposite. Like I said on this show, I hated all the musical stuff. Yeah. Phil Collins singing in Germany, etc. We talked about that. <laughs> and she was the complete opposite. She, like she was, when when she, she loved, I don't know, um, Lion King yeah. and her, her her wish for Christmas was the, the, the soundtrack on CD or, oh, wow. or tape or something. And she would listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And she was super into that. And she was like, yeah, Moritz, we're really gonna watch this. You know, there's gonna be music in it, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna sing again." <laughs> and then, and but, but the, then it catched yes. me so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it showed that you can make a cool Disney movie with all the elements you would expect. Yeah. But without this classical music approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really, really loved it. I really loved the the um the the storytelling and how they. They took on these these really heavy topics, dude. Like the great the great beyond birth. death and soul yeah. and dying and um, birth and yeah. how souls got their shapes. And there's a lot of ironic stuff That's with crazy. it. Like, okay, you few souls are insecure, are, are insecure, and you're uh, self absorbed. And oh, we have we have given too much into that one. <laughs> the people are gonna have fun with it. And it's like <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's so many like meta be a megalomaniac. Yeah, like, they're gonna have trouble with me. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, there's so many different different levels you can you can um, you can think about while watching, and but they have done it with this um, how do you say with this because those are heavy topics and a lot of people may be authors or um, so, so no, no, novelists or authors for film or whatever or yeah. or directors have 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 had their try on this on making some visualizing 
may be pictures by words or by actual images yeah yeah the great beyond heaven hell whatever yeah and the uh, and and spheres and and um forms of life that rule there may it be god or something else yeah and this was so it seemed so easy and so because you, you always get into struggle because of religious interests like right 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 like um like christians say you should not picture god it's forbidden right stuff like that you always or, get those like, kind of cultural conflicts with but like not to because make it like a false god exactly like, so yeah. many many different people believe in so many different stuff what happens with you and you know what so this is it's really risky. it's it's risky territory yeah. but they did it in a um i missed the word right here like unschuldig like in like in a innocent or like a yeah mutual. like like in a really innocent version yeah. but still pretty and sweet and without really hurting anyone but with great yeah. ideas and that really make you think like they like they um how they 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 took on these how they're called jerry's yeah jerry Dude, and terry <laughs> it's so great That's how they really did this cool. just with this this this, this one line drawing yeah 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 it's impressive it's awesome I really, yeah, you know, Disney Plus had these extras too. We could go back and see, um, like, how they designed everybody and how they dove into the uh, concept of, of, um, oh, what's the main character's name again? Um, remember that the main guy? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, nearly dropped the microphone here. Um, fuck. James? No, it wasn't James. It was. Dude, oh, that's gonna kill me! I can't believe me? we just forgot his name. What's wrong with me? Because um, we just watched it last night, but it was such a cool movie. I think my like the story about the about the jazz musician Joe Gardner, Joe Gardner, not James, uh, Joe Gardner. And what was um, the, the, the 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 sax player Dorothy Dorothea Williams? Dorothea Williams, that was cool. Yeah, um, I so he was played by Jamie Fox. And 22 was played by Tina Fey. And that was really cool. And I loved, I remember specifically loving all of the voices for the Jerry's. Yeah. Because they just fit this perfect little soft world. Yeah. I think a lot of them were like New Zealand accents. I think. Yeah, I thought about, um, and there's one Terry, because I also watch it in English. And that Terry was like either Australian Yeah, something else, but I really liked that. South African or something. (laughs) It was like kind of an interesting accent. No. And he had this, I think he was Australian, he had this perfect like twist on how he viewed everything. I had to laugh so hard when when, when Terry, um, without spoiling too much, but when Terry has to do this job on Earth. Yeah. And he gets the wrong guy. Yeah. I do laugh so hard. Such a funny like, thing. Oh, you're going to be... You're, gonna you're be not Joe Gardner. <laughs> you're going to be all right, aren't you? Just a little secret here. Yeah, no problem, huh? That was so great. And I love... I just love the so voices. So I will get this awarded. I requested. <laughs> yeah. It's my job. I'm going to fix it. That was so cool, man. Yeah. Like, I loved how they handled this... This uh, The great before. Yeah. You know? Because it was just so soft it was just so sweet you know and they have this big portal no. towards earth like without spoiling too much but just this this idea of like before and after is so nice how they did it and i remember even being like there's this concept of the great beyond they talk about that was even kind of mesmerizing you know like the the way they illustrated it no this idea of this path towards the great beyond i was even like oh you know i was kind of like captivated by it a little bit and they're my favorite thing about the movie without really saying 
how it looks and without saying what it means is this concept of how they dealt with lost souls. That, that's what I want to talk about. That, that was, was my really favorite cool. as well. But I want to say in, in general the how they they illustrate that zone. How they illustrate like, it and is how, perfect. How close it can be some somebody being very focused or being in a zone, maybe a musician, an artist, uh, an athlete too, yeah. or whatever. But it is so close to those to those souls who are lost. Yeah. I found that super interesting. And this one guy, this, what, what's it, the captain's name? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> the, he, had, like, the, he had the peace sign anchor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and he's and, just the sign guy. And they played uh, Dylan... Um, Mixing up the medicine. It's a f- yeah. I did, was in the, the basement. What's the, the song's name? The blue uh, uh submarine su- subterranean blue, homesick blues. Yes, that's it. Woo! Um, so all in all, amazing <laughs> movie. <up> medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we talked about so many details already. But um, what do you think about it? Who was this? Because that's what I thought about. Because I wanted to to see it with my whole family, but then we didn't make it before I had to come back to Munich. And so I watched it here, um, but my sister was here. Um, and then afterwards, I talked to my dad about it um, and whether they should watch it with the kids or not. I and I was totally un- un- uncertain. What is the, for what age group was this movie made? Is because it, it's yeah. not a classic, It's because what, what they did well within the past, I would say 15 years with movies they brought out, um, just like Nemo and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are movies you can watch with a with a with a six or eight year old. I don't know, but it's also fun for 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 adults. Maybe you lose the, the kids, but in their in their teenage years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you still have have a movie that entertains an older group and a, and a pretty young group of children. Yeah. But I'm super uncertain. What is about this? Because I, th- I thought about my family and my sister is, my baby sister is six, mm-hmm. but she is at a point where you would not expect it, but she, she asks really big questions mm. like about stuff like taxes and, oh, wow. and so many things that she, that she cannot know about. I would say adults have to deal about with in their life. Yeah. And I was, I, I told my father, I think you could watch it with her, but, and I think there are other six years old who are at another point in their, what they think about, and they could see the movie and just, that those are nice illustrations, there's nice music, it's, it's fun to watch yeah. and don't think about it. But with my sister, I, she, she, I, I guess she would ask a lot of questions. And so, so I told my oh, dad, yeah. so if you want to avoid that, just, just watch it with my little bro- brother who's 11. Mm-hmm. And maybe for for some, or he turns twelve in two weeks. Oh, nice! Um, and maybe with somebody that age, um, it can be a great movie for them. But with this, <laughs> with this, um, with this younger child, she probably. I told him if you want to avoid a, a lot of questions, don't watch it with her. That's what I said. My my only thing is like. I don't think it's troublesome for for kids to watch like the story that they're telling and how they handle the before and after death, I think is really nice. And like you said, like kind of innocent and harmless how they do it. And I don't think that would be something that would be like sacrilegious to people or that would be harmful to children at all. I think it's a really cool way how they did it. 
the only thing I thought about was that there's two moments with the animation that are kind of like the early Aladdin. There's like a moment in the early Aladdin that like I rewatched recently and was like, oh, whoa, that's really heavy how they did that. And and it, there's two moments. There's one moment with they, um, the first lost soul that they encounter. Yeah. And how they, you know, how they deal with that first lost soul. The animation's pretty pretty scary. Like you know, like the, like when the lost soul is is aware that they're in this location and like yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you know, like it comes after them. And then there's the second one, which is um, I have to be really careful here because it's the like the climax is like the big. I don't know if you remember like um, when this particular important character also becomes a lost soul. Yeah, and someone else has to like enter into that storm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, there, and there's like the big, like the people with the wind yeah. and like the, you did this, you're the bad I thought about, person. I thought about which- I was like, wow, which, that's which, scary, you know, I, I, for a kid. Th- That reminded me of, of one other movie, what, or, or book. That reminds uh, me of like the, the big lion and like the old Aladdin, like, you shall not die. Yeah, yeah, but but there, but um, this, this kind of um, somebody who is- Ah, did you see the 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 those Harry Potter sequels? Like, I saw the, all the, the beasts. Oh, beasts! This uh, Fantastic Beasts. Because I I thought about that movie because you did did you see both of them? Yes, I think it did. And yeah. that, like the 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 evil power that kind of is about to destroy New York City is mm-hmm. basically just this this mistreated boy, right? Who is basically and and that reminded me of that because also like it's just I. Basically, it's an innocent young boy, but who is who was confl- uh, confronted with so much evil in his life, this and it is a powerful flash, creature right? that, yeah. and that reminded me of that. But I think that is not—I'm not sure—that big of a deal. I mean, in other movies for kids, like in Nemo, you have this moment where Bruce, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. the sharks. Um, c- come over and it is for me as a kid it was super scary at for this one second and I think you always have that and I think they and I don't think peop- uh, kids would be too scared of that because it's so abstract but uh, the, the thing that, that I'm talking about yeah mm. but but I wanted to say about okay. that is that those those um, those scenes where I thought that could be could be weird for for children they they um, they solve those super nice and again so innocent mm-hmm. like how this one character dies basically right he falls into that hole right and you see him land in the on the way to the great beyond like yeah. on this on this street basically yeah, yeah yeah that was a super nice transition yeah, yeah yeah and stuff like that and i thought about it but i'm but i'm, I'm i just wonder about all of this just because of the ideas that um the movie wants to wants to 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 translate somehow you know what i mean mm-hmm. if if that just if that i don't think it, it would be too scary for for kids of any age or something i just wonder what would it do to kids to be confront if they would get it first yeah first off and what would it do with with little kids being confronted with those big ideas of of um or those big theories about their existence and the meaning of life if I there wonder, is one etc i wonder if because it deals with with real topics and not your just purpose princesses. in life yeah i wonder if because it's with purpose and with because it's like 
you know, this conversation of what happens before and after no. existing is, is the greatest, you know, human conditional question of all time. No. I wonder if they might interpret what they see as real, you know, like yeah, yeah, not yeah, real, yeah. real, but like, you know, oh, I guess that's really what it must be like. They must have done some research, you know. I wonder, I don't know, because I mean, with, with things like Aladdin, like, so for, for me, it was like Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, you know, these early 90s things, like the mask, whatever, but that's not Pixar, but just, you know, these ideas. No. I, there was never a moment in my head at all that this was anything connected to reality. It was like, here's a princess, here's a genie, this is a cool story, I'm enjoying yeah. the story. It's a funny story, it's yeah. you know, romantic, whatever. But there was never an idea of like connected to reality. And the interesting thing about Soul is that it is the first Pixar movie that deals with not only an extremely believable and realistic type of person, like Joe Gardner is a real guy. Like I know yeah. people like Joe Gardner from New Orleans, you know, like I know these types of people. And they even base Joe Gardner's um, playing and his body language and everything off John Baptiste, Baptiste, who's like the yeah. piano player for Stephen Colbert, who's yeah. also from New Orleans. So, like, they have this whole thing that's really believable and true and kind of sad about, like, real life and about artists who maybe didn't make it where they wanted to make it. And it's a, it's a kind of a tr the truest story I've seen them tell. So, how do children, when they connect to such a realistic person like Joe Gardner, how do they view what happens to him, you know, before and after death, in a sense, you know? Is the way they perceive is the way that they've portrayed this um, non-existence going to be yeah. as realistic to them as the way they portrayed existing? But that's what I what I what I what I what I said when I'm. I mean, there could be kids that you could easily show it to because they because I think and you 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 must not forget when I it's the the funniest thing for me at the moment is when I um have my parents just to watch my little baby sister watching TV. Mm -hmm. because it's a whole nother thing because she's six years old and she's now at a point where she's allowed to 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 watch first i don't know tv shows yeah like, i don't know if you've heard of heidi it's very famous i know like the two girls uh like <laughs> or the astrid Lindgren stuff you probably know which one's astrid Lindgren? oh, oh, oh now no, no, we're touching no i don't know <laughs> astrid Lindgren is this very 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 or in Europe at least, very famous um, Swedish author, which um, or uh, who wrote these great um, novels, and there were great movies about it and shows, where like 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 sort of stuff. And she watches that, and to watch her watch TV is so fascinating because it's really the TV turns on and she's in in the zone life. She's in the zone like her. her eyes are glued to what is happening on this on oh in, yeah between this frame and as long as you don't turn off the tv you could do what everyone around her she wouldn't realize and yeah, yeah and i think with with kids it could be that and if they've seen another pixar movie or another um animated movie mm -hmm. that they don't even think about those different levels and right. what is real and what is beyond and it it, it, it might just be a story where there is tiny speaking bubbles flying around. It's probably just the pretty colors yeah. and the bubbles are talking. But yeah, there also true. could be. But with your brother who's like twelve, <laughs> then he'll he'll the, know the story. That'd what be the story a, is. that'd be an, a, an, another story. Yeah. Then he'd have to yeah. But then maybe he's old enough by twelve yeah. to to see this as a fictional silly story. No, you know. And that for for me, maybe just to close it to make another 
tiny break here. Um, this is it is a beautiful movie, and I I, I love so many things about it. It's like great. The yeah. looks, the humor, the the reality the, of it, the, too. the reality the of it, and the the, the the storytelling. Um, but what fascinates me the most is that it is an animated Disney Pixar movie, and still after this little conversation about it, I'm not sure who it was made for. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true because I think it's one of those rare, nice little movies that is obviously targeted towards children, but it's really it's really easy to watch as an adult. Yeah. You know, like I think even my my mom could really get into it. I got into it like as a musician and as someone who's like this even if you're not a musician, like Joe Gardner's story is something that's so easy to follow and connect to as an adult because it's it's kind of sad and it's kind yeah. of like real like what he's like he's he's addressing his failures he's addressing what what living a full life actually means for an adult person is it is it really your dream being your purpose and that you know if you don't follow that dream to the nth extent that you've wasted your life or is it about finding joy and 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 a wholesome life in everything that you do in addition to the purpose you feel you have for yourself, like fulfilling yourself. Like I think all of the thing, all of those things are such really connectable subjects for adults that the kids can watch the bubbles talking and the adults can go like, nah. I hope I'm not wasting my life. Yeah. You know, and it's really cool. I think it's a really special movie. And I would suggest if you haven't done it um, on Disney plus they have, um, they have like eight little six to ten minute extra clips. I haven't seen those, no. They're great. It's like, they, you, there's a lot of stuff with the director. The director, like, Joe Gardner is kind of based on his life. Okay. Because he, he's born in New York. He, he, he's also an African-American guy. He's also He was also a musician. He's He was the one who fought to have, like, the barbershop scene because that's such a big part of black culture. And it's the so amazing. The barbershop scene is, is awesome. It's the, maybe it's the best scene. It's yeah. so special, you know, and, like. It's cool to see that in a kid's movie because they never get to see that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 that's you know? true. It's so real. It's like, oh, man, I think I'm going to watch it again because I was so enthralled by little parts of it that yeah. I think I missed the bigger story in a way. You know, like I was, I was, sometimes I was watching him as a musician and being like, oh, that's cool how they animated exactly the right keys that he's playing. It's exactly yeah, right. You yeah, yeah. And every, and when they played this, but that's, that's, uh, I think, some form of, of, um, of, fucked up mindset you develop as a musician i also ha have that when 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 they when they play music when the band plays i watch mm -hmm. i watch the symbols of the drummer yeah are the movements and right it's exactly dude i right. watched i i'm i'm re-watching alf oh really at the moment and it's <laughs> it's awesome uh, still but there are a few scenes where he where where alf plays music and it's not and i and long. i and i watch does it work out and obviously with there's those three <laughs> fingers on his paws. He can't really play guitar, but they they really made the the, the drum playing accurate. And, and you and that's I cool. think that's this 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 fucked up thing with musicians that you start to focus on on such things and maybe miss out. Miss out on like what's the like you're watching the yeah. instrument being played as opposed to like watching the scene. Yeah, and like give yeah. me the perfect simulation. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's good that they it's good that they did that though. And there's also a really cool behind the scene with with John Baptiste because they really mm -hmm. modeled. The playing and even the fingers off of him. Ah, uh, crazy. And they, they asked him, like, you know, there's this scene in the beginning where he's teaching the class and he talks about, like, when he got inspired to play piano. Yeah. The character. 
Yeah. And then that's all almost like a verbatim real thing from John Baptiste because they they brought him in to model the finger playing. Yeah. And then they just asked him a story about like, hey, you know, if someone were to ask you about getting inspired to play piano. And that's the story he told. And he told the one, you know, and the, the guy goes like, oh, and he put those minors in there, you know, like the little notes. That was all. And they, they would do it side by side, but the real story. Nice. And it's so cool to see that. Like, nice. What a cool guy. Gotta watch that. So we can say all in all, highest recommendation Go out and watch um, Disney, uh, on Disney Plus Soul. I was gonna say, I know it's I know it's not our longest episode, but if we want to, it's, it's uh, like a quarter to four here. If you want to, we could we could wrap it up a little early because then we could still have time to talk a little business and then even play some Switch before I have to go. That's totally fine for me. Then I, one last thing I want to ask Unless you. Unless there's anything, yeah, that you really want to talk there's about. There's only one thing. What is your resolution, if you want to call it so, with this podcast for this year? Oh, man. Um, what I would love to do is I would love to, um, I mean, I would love to double our listener base. <laughs> I would love to do that. I mean, that would be that would, maybe like finding new ways to market, find a new energy for ways to spread it, like an inter interesting techniques and things that we haven't thought of. We never thought about branching out clips of this or like, For example, there's a podcast that is very okay, but the clips of it are great. And it's called Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Okay. Have you ever seen any clips on no. TikTok? So basically, it's two twin brothers. They're maybe like early 20s. I mean, the podcast is totally fine. I can listen to some episodes. It's not the most consistently entertaining podcast. So I don't listen to everything they do. But it's only about film. Okay. So, like, I, I love it because I can nerd yeah. out on things. They do, like, oh, we're going to do an episode on the Matrix trilogy. Oh, we're going to talk about Christopher Nolan. We're going to talk about yeah. Wes Anderson. And they do a good job. And these obviously are film nerds, and I respect film nerds. And I can really get into what they're talking about because they talk about really nerdy stuff. And that's my, my thing. No. But the way that I found them was on TikTok because what they did was they film their episodes. They have nice backdrops and a nice little studio setting. And then... You know, they probably started off with nobody listening, just a few people, a few friends. But the way they do their clips on TikTok with like, you know, putting up that, you know, they're talking about movies. So, of course, while they're no. talking, they show like a little clip of the movie on top of their talking, an image of the actor they're talking about. They might do different things like um, they'll have clips of the show, but then another clip they're going to have um, like one of them talking to the camera saying like, here's my top 10 performances of 2020. Or something. It's all about film. It's only only about this topic, but they do it in different kind of catchy ways for TikTok. And you saw their their listener base grow like huge, like exponentially no. because of how they marketed it on TikTok. And now you can see that the listeners have grown a lot on like iTunes and stuff. The ratings and stuff grew. And even I started listening to it because I saw the clips <laughs> and was like, this looks like a cool podcast. You know, I got into it. Even though the podcast isn't like great. Yeah, the marketing is good enough where I still sometimes. I mean, I subscribe. You know. So you want to say we just need to combine your TikTok videos with this podcast? <laughs> I should be like, here's fart flute. By the way, check out Artsy Fartsy Immigrants on iTunes or Deezer. Yeah, I really need to. Uh, I would say like I'd love to double the listener. Base Basically, it is the Artsy Fartsy Immigrant topic. Wondering about complex German. Complex German. Yeah, we should. We should like maybe after like episode or whatever like <clears throat> series. I don't know, 25 or something that I do of these videos, we can do like, we can talk about them <clears throat> on an episode. But um, I, I would like to at least double the listener base, find a, find a new interesting way to market, 
maybe take advantage of these of these video clips in a, in a cool way. And I would love to hopefully get a sponsor and hopefully be able to have enough listeners where making merchandise makes sense. Have like an artsy fartsy t-shirt. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or an artsy fartsy beanie. You yeah. Know? Or artsy fartsy ball cap or, um, you know, tote bag or something like, because you and I are always sporting hats and t-shirts and bags are really common here in Germany for groceries. So just something like no. where we could say, hey, if you want to support the show, you know, if you like what you hear, go to the site and like, you know, buy a t-shirt or something. And I know like four people right now that would do that, but I would love to have like a hundred <laughs> people that I know that would do that. You know, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. But yeah, I mainly hope we can find um, many more awesome guests. Yeah. And at some point, um, not just only call them, but meet them. I can't whatever wait the, we can meet our whatever again. whatever the in studio yeah. the the situation will be throughout this year we still obviously don't know yeah but yeah that would be something that would really make me happy plus the stuff yeah. you mentioned also sounds pretty good oh man yeah the, well the guests are definitely like that was that was a given like I really want to have a lot of more interesting guests this year and hopefully. So yeah, see them again soon because we have that new studio in M9 yeah. 4.5. So. It is it is still work in progress, but I I I would say it's it it will be finished before we are able to to invite guests there. But in general, I think that's a that's a great um, way to kind of top it off here because yeah. I I just wanted to ask you guys out there when we talk about what we want to do and expect from uh, this show this year. What do you guys uh, want to hear from Artsy Farts Immigrants this year or topics you want us to touch on or guests we should feature? Um, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at Artsy Immigrants or send us an email to podcast.m945.de. Absolutely. And if you enjoy this show, you enjoy the other episodes, you can currently support us on patreon.com slash Prince. For as low as $3 a month, you can submit to getting personalized content from us, uh, private videos, um, exclusive openings to, to new episodes. Don't miss anything else like that. And please, if you enjoy it, go to, um, you know, maybe iTunes, give us like a rating or a comment or review because that sort of stuff really helps people find our show way more than you think. It really helps new listeners find us. So, That goes a long way. Tell a friend. Word of mouth still works just as good as it always did. <laughs> Welcome to the new year, guys. We are really excited to go back strong every week. We're going to see you guys next week uh, right on schedule. And uh, all right, my friend. This was great. Yes, sir. Let's have a great 2021. All right. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Artsy Farts Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider, produziert für M94.5.